0: Like, what, what was John Heard doing in 1991 that, like, he would just come and do five minutes of this movie? Like, isn't he a little more famous than that?
1: My question is how in God's name does Lucas Haas
2: grow
3: up
1: to be
2: John Heard? <laughs>
3: My big question is how did this get two Oscar nominations?
1: Dude. Well, it oh, is. God. It is the most like though. It is the most like 1991 Oscary mm. movie, or just like even oh, yeah. even later 90s. I feel like or mid 90s. Like it has the score. The minute that score yeah. plays, yeah. I'm like, this is oh, yeah. that shit. And it does feel like proto Forrest Gump in in like yeah. the, oh, yeah. the accents, but also the tone and the score and like it the narration. Like yeah.
0: But, but to your point, Alicia, like not only does he not look like John Hurd, how does he go from not having a southern accent to sounding like Forrest Gump?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh,
3: well, on that note, let's the podcast has begun. We're already talking about it. Welcome, <laughs> folks, to episode 30, I think. Is this how we're celebrating our 30th? episode oh, great. uh with uh we're watching a movie today so that you don't have to that movie is called <laughs> rambling rose from 1991 and um,
1: brooke is frozen great.
0: um in a way that
1: epitomizes <laughs> i i think our collective feelings about the film
3: well I,
0: this is kind of something i was considering is this the worst movie we've covered on this podcast so far mm.
3: And no. Noah Holmes?
1: wait guys guys what's better this or hubie halloween
3: Huey halloween Huey halloween Halloween. so much yeah. better <laughs> maybe that i honestly i might have had more fun with this than i did like the social dilemma
0: yeah or like the uh, trial of the chicago seven is that a hot take i don't know <laughs> uh, i think trial
1: of chicago seven is better than this movie i they both I agree. just like remind
0: me of tv movies
3: like hallmark mm-hmm. movies i think yeah. that if 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 this i i think that if this movie had kept its energy that it did for the first 30 minutes (laughs) i would have been like way more enamored with it and would have like maybe kind of liked it for how freakish it was it did lose me in the latter half
0: i will say is is your complaint about this movie then not enough (laughs) Not.
2: (laughs) i needed one more
3: (laughs) um yeah, I don't know. Just the—it's not just the orgasms. I, I guess we should let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. Uh, Brooke, why don't you explain to us? Why don't you know? You give give the audience a quick plot summary, uh, and and perhaps an explanation of why we're watching this movie.
2: Yeah. Okay. So welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> um, this is in our race to Kane this is a little pit stop along the way uh called Rambling Rose uh based off of picking Robert Duvall an unknown actor um from the previous (laughs) movie and I you know I did some research and I googled Robert Duvall top movies and I think this one came in at like number 12 top Robert Duvall movie wild and yeah, so basically, like, Laura Dern is, like, it's depression era, she's coming off the streets to, like, be with this family to, like, kind of be, like, a nanny slash, like,
1: servant role, but, like, kind of just, like, here for the vibe. Right. But there are no servants in that family, only, <laughs> only friends. They're all
3: only friends a part of a family. <laughs> Right, so she
1: gets, (laughs) she gets, uh, she gets paid, kind
2: of, to be, like, to be there, um, and then she just, like, really,
1: really wants
2: to fuck Robert Duvall, uh, daddy, which, like, of course, (laughs) and, um, yeah, along the way, she, like, also has kind of sex with, uh, the with one of the sons there
3: there's straight and, uh, up it's it's straight up pedophilia in the yeah. movie like explicit yeah and <laughs> like played off as like oh but like this is this young boy like yeah. exploring and, and like entering his sexual like age yes. and it's like, oh God. Yes.
0: in an oscar nominated performance by laura dern she is jerked off by a 13 year old boy yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep uh but yeah he's 13 so uh Ooh, pretty bad. And then, uh, yeah, just other stuff happens along the way, but those are the two main plot points (laughs) that we're probably gonna be talking about. So yeah, I'm sorry. Brooke,
3: I I would be mad at you for making us watch this movie, uh, but you are only a human girl person and you aren't always perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. this
2: this movie is full of great lines. (laughs)
3: just I yeah I wrote some I wrote some stuff down I kind of got I you know the term lynchian is overused and it's and it's kicked (laughs) into the dirt but but with this this piece of dialogue comes in so Laura Dern arrives at the house and brother we call him brother not by his name Mm -hmm. because just because he's a brother I guess in the family
1: Uh, or like it is his actual name brother no I,
3: no way no. i don't no. i don't think so
1: well this family little... is no. fucked though like okay john
3: Hurd.
0: john Hurd is credited as like a real name but lucas haas is credited as brother
3: well <laughs> the 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 title the title screen of and robert duvall as dot 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 daddy, daddy. <laughs> like
2: Part of it um yeah also he's like the firstborn child so he was not a brother yet right
3: <laughs> like right <he's>
2: <laughs> so what they call him those first couple of years
3: what did they that's a good question him
2: son probably it's
3: <laughs> probably true uh he he notices Laura dern and and he like runs in to tell his mom that Laura Dern is there. And she's like, what did you think of her? And he's like, oh, she's like, very tall, but womanly. And then she <laughs> says, and this is, this is exact quotes. Your impression is very reassuring, brother. I sensed that that was what that girl was like. And I'm glad to have it reconfirmed. And he answers, you mean confirmed, mother? I would have had to confirm it previously in order for it to be reconfirmed. And she just says, all right, I'm, I'm like... glad you brought this up, Kayla. I'm so glad you
0: brought this up. Cause like, I think the biggest problem I had with this movie was like egregious, you know, breaking of that classic show don't tell rule, right? Where like the first thing you see basically in this movie is the boy comes in and it's like, oh, he's smart because he knows grammar. <laughs>
3: like, <laughs>
1: it's precocious. It's to it's just to ease us into that uh, pedophilia scene.
3: Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I feel like some of these lines must have been ripped directly from the book because they're so mm. strange and specific. And I, the, it also like the names plus that almost gives like a magical realism sort of vibe, mm-hmm. but but also not at all because like that's not what this movie is or wants to be. So,
3: yeah, I yeah. wasn't I was not surprised to find out that this was a book. I, I, I thought, originally I thought it was like a play because it has the feeling of like a play. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were some like adaptations out there somewhere. But
2: <laughs> um,
3: yeah, this, uh, where do we even like begin? You know, Th- should we talk about this movie's like sexual politics? Should we talk about yeah. Laura Dern and, and, and her mom playing like opposite yeah. each other? Should- replace that tit? like should I have saved that for like a big reveal I don't know
1: um wait speaking of Diane Ladd, is this the only movie that the two of them have been in together no mm.
2: I think they're also in the Nick Cage one because I'm pretty sure Wild I at Heart pick- yeah 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 because yeah, oh was she sure
1: is wanted- in that mm. holy crap you're right
2: yeah I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm gonna pick Diane Ladd because she was by far my favorite character oh <laughs> and, yeah and like performance maybe but yeah, let's talk about the sex because that was like the most interesting part of this movie where, yeah, Laura Dern also just like has an orgasm every time she like <laughs> looks at daddy or talks yeah. to daddy or is being talked at by daddy.
3: And a, like, tell me brick. you're not the tell same.
2: Tell me you if,
1: if a man told you. <laughs> You had all the grace of a capital S. Yeah. Capital letter S. (laughs) We (laughs) need not immediately (laughs) come on the spot. Yeah.
0: Holy Um. shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the clothes would already be off, so like she's actually <laughs> showing some restraint. There. <laughs> but- it's also like it's so bizarre that a woman directed this. Like, yeah, in our some second ways- Martha
3: Coolidge film uh, <laughs> that we've covered. On I the can't pod. believe, it. I
1: it, it's it's also like in some ways it makes sense with the with the mom character. Although I guess most of that is just like script, aka book adaptation. But like the way that Laura Dern acts, I has a person ever acted like this I don't know I like I think it's kind of there's some interest like the one thing about this movie that I find kind of interesting is like uh, like I mean to be fair like it's sort of central thing about sexuality and like this woman is like too sexual for the world to handle at the moment like it's not ready for For her I guess (laughs) um and she's also kind of not ready for it in a lot of ways and like just kind of questions about like a a cycle of abuse and Mm -hmm. things like that and what sexual abuse can do to a person but um I still I mean I still don't think (laughs) that uh her her situation would lead her to act the way that she does di- I mean, yeah. literally slinking down the street to a yeah. jazz cover of the Confederate anthem. I I oh, was okay. I was on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. My mind I mean that's loved. the
0: scene. That's the scene I was thinking of too, Alicia, when you said this. <laughs> that almost is like cartoonish, where like yeah. the guy's like turning around and like his eyes <laughs> the trombone is like Brow, brown, so like- brown, bro. <laughs> like the
2: car horn is honking know um,
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Can can anybody even posit a guess for why "Wish I Was in Dixie" keeps playing during this movie? Like, because I, it's beyond me. Because it's a Southern
3: story.
1: That's right. She's a Southern gal. (laughs) And they played it in like a
3: like a jug band style too. Like it's like supposed to be this like kind of rural jazz. Like it's like it's (laughs) very on the culture
1: of the South.
3: Yeah, because there is culture clash in the movie, right? We get like. Oh, he's a damn Yankee doctor, and I don't <laughs> trust him.
1: I also I did, though, kind like- of like how, like, Robert Duval's character was called out by a brother, where Laura Dern is like, oh, it's nice that he, you know, supports Black people. And Lucas Haas is like, no, 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 he doesn't. He just does that to look good. Um, And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I, I think like she's definitely positioned the mother to be much more of like a sympathetic character or character mm-hmm. in terms of the race relations. I also like there's that line that Robert Duvall has where he's like, she's out all night hanging out with those new dealers. because
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google what
1: Hacha means. Did anyone else?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I For uh, all of those little hidden words Hacha like character, I just let the I let the film flow. You yeah. Let it I didn't, roll, right? I, yeah, I couldn't interrupt the film to to look that up. I, I really needed it to keep its That's rhythm. That's right. Yeah.
1: Replace that tit. There's a rhythm you can't you can't break. <laughs> um, okay, but like, wait.
3: what? Wait, what does Hacha mean?
1: Uh, I think it's like easy, or
2: okay.
3: you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
2: did it seem like the mom, like? also wanted to fuck Laura Dern because like I was picking up on some energy there <laughs> like I, I hope know.
3: not because it's a fucking mom and daughter <laughs> okay but
2: like they're acting they're acting <laughs> but, like, I don't know I it's
3: was motherly also, like, that's the whole thing though they keep pointing it out they keep shoving it in your <laughs> face like oh she has a motherly connection to you
1: right and maternal Mater- feelings yeah. they go deep okay Okay, subtlety is not
0: something (laughs) it
1: It is crazy diane ladd's character is like not just wildly progressive for the 30s but i feel like for 91 still pretty pretty damn progressive Mm -hmm. so like that was so cool but so so bizarre in the context of the movie just like in direct comparison to everything else yeah surreal.
3: <laughs> can we talk about can we talk about Lucas Haas?
1: Yeah.
2: Please. Yeah. What
3: a li- what a little freak, man. <laughs> oh my
0: god.
1: Just like the
0: weirdest. <laughs> Terrifying.
3: But was- like that
0: that's kind of the point, right? I, I don't I, I'm probably alone in this, but he really was the standout performance of this movie. Like he is doing exactly what this movie is asking <laughs> of him, which is kind of crazy for a 13 year old. Oh
1: <laughs> I I thought the exact I thought he was like insanely good like it just kind of I didn't want to watch it at all I didn't want to look at him but you believe that he he is a streak of
3: evil you believe it like he is the the weird freakish things he says like when he's in the boob touch scene when he like (laughs) finally breaks down Laura defenses and is like able to like touch her boob uh, he says like it was softer than I thought that was my main impression (laughs) you know if you hit a girl it could hurt a lot
1: what he's educating her on you know female anatomy i also the word impression came up a lot
0: mm. um, that was my impression that's a good point yeah that, that <laughs> scene sticks out in my mind because he also he says the cantaloupe line which is like gonna disturb me for months i think
3: yeah 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 <laughs> i also like when she when she's like you need to stop touching it and she's like curiosity killed the cat and he goes but satisfaction brought him back
1: (laughs) that old that old (laughs) adage
3: what does that mean Uh. what what does that mean
1: and just that whole god laura laura is like a brilliant actress but her performance in this like actually maybe it's exactly what it was supposed to be you know like she was just doing what she was supposed to do but like it's it's like insufferable i i Mm, oh my god that that scene also over and over again this this 13 year old kid is begging to touch her boob and she's like oh brother like um yeah
3: (laughs) i just came into your bed late at night to talk to you
1: (laughs) a kid your age saying such things my
3: god
0: Uh, <laughs> like like, legitimately 10 minutes after she tried to fuck his dad <laughs> um,
1: i mean
2: what are you gonna do oh my god
3: he like i love when he looks like deadpan at laura dern like at, dead-eyed and says like Without a doubt, this is the most fascinating experience of my life. <laughs> it's like, yeah. This kid is growing up to be fucking Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, so uh, Meanwhile, uh, Robert Duvall is downstairs drinking milk alone at the table.
3: <laughs> yeah, what was um, that? What is reverse insomnia? Is, 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 I thought when they first said that, I was like, oh, he's just falling asleep at random. Like, he yeah, can't help like, but fall asleep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but no, he just has insomnia.
1: It's just insomnia. <laughs> I
3: although, know. although the mom, you know, confused the reconfirm, you know, she got that confused. So maybe he has reverse insomnia confused, and it's, uh, I guess, a commentary on southern education.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? Sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I gave oh, it my guys. best there. Uh, Watch out for your taters.
1: Sorry, it's just I'm just checking my notes, and it's really just like lines just
2: single lines like that um Mm.
3: yeah Yeah. how about yeah he gets really mad that it's not epizootics (laughs) very defensive over that the pronunciation of that word (laughs) uh have we wait have we talked explicitly about robert duvall's like performance because he is i guess our centerpiece he's the connecting Mm -hmm. dot from widows Uh, Did he leave more of an impression on you, Brooke, in this film than he did in Widows?
2: Um, no. (laughs) Still (laughs) couldn't pick him out of a lineup. No. (laughs) Uh, Don't really care too much about him. Um, Let's see. Like, uh, okay, like, not attractive, but like would want him to maybe be my dad. Like, at some point, some of his lines and some of his delivery, I was like, I was like, that was kind of comforting. I was like, You're was pretty good.
3: as a moonbeam and warm as sunshine.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's so gross. My God, he's so fucking gross. What are you talking about, Brooke? <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, like Robert Duvall, just like maybe like separating him from everything he does and says in this movie. Okay, I guess, like the general presence, but good Lord. <laughs> no. I don't know. There's still no something there.
2: <laughs> Just like maybe
1: towards the end uh, when he's talking about oh, like, when he tries to get her um her her female anatomy removed. Yeah, when he talks about like ripping out her uterus, I was like, "Aww,
0: daddy."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's so sweet." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's fine. <laughs>
3: I like how his character takes, like, the weirdest arc because he's, like, very pro-Rose and then, like, she's, like, this symbol of sexuality and he's, like, very anti-Rose and then out of nowhere, like, I guess, like, Mrs. Whatever their family's last name is, the mom, Diane Ladd, like, was like, no, you can't rip out her, like, female anatomy. You can't do that. You can't take her ovaries out and then at the end of the movie like we get old Robert Duvall and he's like ah she'll always live in our hearts and it's like what yeah, yeah the I think
1: the thing that gets him to to say no to ripping out her ovaries or whatever is his wife being like I will kill myself if you do this <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh yeah I, I was totally hard. like gonna say no to this yeah <laughs> like, Oh no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> Putting yeah. my foot down. Also, the doctor preview doc kind of Orson Welles vibes. Yes, I thought yes! that too. Wow. Yes.
3: yes, they could have gotten it. We know he was—he had died at that point, wasn't he? <laughs> Did he die in like the mid to late eighties? Yeah, Definitely that's... before nineteen ninety-one. Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: And also to look like um, this guy, it would have had to been have been like.
0: 60s yeah. Orson welles, I suppose. <laughs> Orson welles was like 350 pounds yeah yeah years.
1: yeah i don't but mean like, age 60s i mean year 1960s.
0: <laughs> i think there might have been some medical malpractice going on
3: with this oh, doctor
0: really? oh.
3: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> he I'm was fucking phenomenal. her right he was he was having sex with rose that, that's what we're yeah. doing because yeah. he like had his frequent visits or whatever
2: his is abnormally long so
3: <laughs> yeah. are we it does is the film is the movie been like I think you're reading Alicia that the movie is like oh like the, these times weren't ready for female sexuality that's a very kind reading uh is the because she is also like like freakishly sexual right like because she's letting a 13 year old like jerk her off to orgasm <laughs>
1: yes it's Uh, not like it's not like a we're not fully rooting for her because there is clear like she is messed up like this mm -hmm. isn't she's not like it's one thing to be like hypersexual and like it fulfills you in some way but it clearly does not do that for her um it makes her like actively sad (laughs) so but the
3: movie doesn't like explore that really either Or maybe it does and i just wasn't I, it had lost me at that point. No, oh,
1: no. I, I think you're right. I think it barely does. Like,
0: yeah, I
1: think.
2: The- Are you telling me
0: this is not a girl boss movie? <laughs> that's
3: how I read
2: it. Wait, like you mean explore like her feelings? <laughs> or like yeah, what? If you're sexual, oh, okay.
3: Yeah, or like her past. Like they go over her past. They like kind of skip over it. They're like, ah, she had a run-in with scoundrels and it's who like wanted her to be a prostitute. Yeah. And that was like. Is that the trauma that they that, that the movie no, is like no, no, this? No. So
2: they talk about it in like the doctor scene. So like, and she talks yeah. about it. I think at the very end where her dad sexually abused her and like right. oh, her mom I died. Missed yeah, I missed that. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. So her dad abused her, and then like her mom died, and then her dad died. This was in the rabbit talk. I'm pretty sure.
3: <laughs> I had checked out at that point. I'm not <laughs> you know, I lie. I
1: also had like fully. I, I had fully checked out.
3: I, <laughs> I believe she says something
0: like, "My dad was chasing me around all the." or something like that but you're definitely right Brooke yeah Yeah. that's the impression I got as well so
2: so like dad was abusing her and then she in the doctor scene it talks about how she got gonorrhea at age like 15 Mm. and that like this ovarian like cyst or whatever is what made her have like a hyper sex drive or whatever so she was like definitely also abused like when she was at least 15 too so yeah she was basically like used her entire life and like I think and then I think the mom touches on it too like it's very clear that like women don't want sex they want love is kind of like the <laughs> other the other like yeah I don't here, which is like she I think it's like kind of like her currency that she like knows how to use and that's what she uses to like try to get people to like pay attention to her like show her like love and stuff which is fucked up when you're doing it to a 13 year old and Uh like uh
1: but yeah so she she had a she had a bad past and
2: like i I, think
3: oh go ahead
1: sorry i i do think that that's what she's doing in that scene with brother is not okay um and is pedophilia Mm -hmm. but i do think it's legitimately interesting and complex and i mean maybe theoretically nuanced in practice i'm not sure but the fact that like you know he he's a minor and you know she's she's older so the power dynamic is unbalanced and um it's abusive what she's doing or letting him do but it's also like um she is very damaged too and she has in some ways seems to have um a childlike mentality yeah. that yeah
3: but so i think that audience is in 19 like i think that the the film was me, like i don't think the film is like this was like a really fucked up thing for them to do. It was like, ah, dang, they shucks. They shouldn't have done that. Like, it's like- I was
2: going to say, do we even think it was like shucks at all? Because I was like- I I think it was a
1: light shucks.
2: A light shucks, but I was like- says like, I've robbed
3: the cradle and gone straight to hell or something. (laughs)
2: Yeah, okay. But like here, I'm just going to generalize for a moment. Like, I am like pretty sure that like any man over like, let's say age like 50- like I feel like they would watch that and be like oh my god <laughs> like yes this is my dream like do you know what I mean do you think that's yeah. like the right age cutoff? I just I wasn't sure if that like
1: or I see don't... it as kind of like a coming of age yeah like, yes, like milestone absolutely. like
2: what a lucky man <laughs> <Is> <laughs> right. I feel like at least yeah. a good percentage of men I'm not sure I don't Just coming from a female perspective I don't know that any woman was like yes I think but I don't know I feel it just feels like a good portion of the male population was like "Fuck." yeah
0: I think you're right Brooke and like I think that might have even been too generous to put that age cut off on it like you know every time something like that happens like (laughs) 40
2: what do we what do we
0: think the age is Like, if you look at, like, the Twitter comments, not that that's something you should ever do on, like, a news story that comes out about, like, a teacher abusing a child with that same dynamic, like, it's the same kind of, like, gross bullshit as if, like, it isn't, like, legitimately rape. And, like, I don't know. I don't don't feel like it really handled it at all. Like, it kind of forgets about that after that scene, I think, a little bit.
2: Especially because he's such, like, a... It, it's, like, different because he's such, like, an active participant, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, the only active participant. Yeah. Like, like, he's, like, excited and willing. So it's, like, oh, it's just so, so weird. But, yeah, I don't think it was, like... Even then, I, I think it was, like, not supposed to be, like, a super gross moment that, in retrospect, we're, like, all very uncomfortable by, but... <laughs>
3: yeah i i i don't imagine that that scene could pass like even past like 2005 like i don't know that it's it's a very i mean he is like manipulating her to like some extent i mean yeah he not to some extent he is manipulating her he's like He's like, she's like, stop it, stop it. Please yeah. stop it. Yeah. And then, but like, meanwhile, he's like, oh no, but you think it feels good. I can see that you think it feels good. And it's like the, just every single part of that scene made me uncomfortable, like from every angle. And- I read
1: some people on Letterboxd who like viewed that as a rape on, like he, uh, yeah. he uh, of him abusing her. So, I mean, just like the fact that some people view it, that it's just, oh, wow, what a, it's messy. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's and the messy film and doesn't, like, doesn't, doesn't not doesn't view it. it as messy as <laughs> like,
1: it is. <laughs> oh.
3: What'd you
0: say? Yeah. I don't I don't even think the scene, the film particularly cares about
3: no. that
0: in no. a no. weird way. Yeah. Like it doesn't give it nearly enough attention. And it's like if you're gonna have a sexual assault scene in your movie, like why why have it there if it doesn't really serve any greater purpose? It, it's so confusing and like yeah. very '90s in a way that. <laughs> I don't know, I hate the term, like, doesn't age well, but, like, definitely would not exist <laughs> in a movie that came out today. True.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, the entire thing, right, is supposed to be kind of, like, a retroactive, like, him, uh, John heard, like, thinking about his interactions with her, right? Like, re- remembering the story as he, like, comes back to visit his father. And, like, clearly he's not traumatized. He's like, yes, I still love this person, and I still have feelings for her, and, like, yeah, so, gross, um, <laughs> we don't why'd like she,
0: why'd she have to marry a cop, yeah,
3: that, that part is so weird, she marries him, and then, and then, like, as soon as, uh, John Hurt is on screen, he's like, Oh, but it wasn't the forever, like, Mr. Right, uh, because, she got married, she, like,
1: four more times, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like, why, what's the, what's the point but the, I guess she finds love at the end right isn't the last husband doesn't that one last
2: that one lasted 25 years so <laughs> just uh, took a little while
0: the timelines think- in this movie are a little confusing I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> uh did we want to the Forrest Gump connection uh that we all made it literally, it begins, and I'm like, what is this Forrest Gump-ass intro? Like, this is, it's just straight-up Gump. It, it's actually <laughs> straight kind of crazy. Up, straight-up
0: like, Gump! Like, it, 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 it could have been Tom Hanks' voice, and you could have completely convinced <laughs> me of that. Like, I had to look it up and be like is tom hanks in this movie that cannot be john heard <laughs> and then you see john heard's face pop up and you're like what the fuck is happening and like illegitimately like there is no way tom hanks didn't model it off of this right like it, is it that bizarre to you guys because that's a kind of how i feel <laughs> it,
1: what other are there, are there any, any other movies early 90s that are i feel like there are others that I don't know probably (laughs) I feel like maybe it's just a general sort of thing yeah
3: it's like a caricature of a deep southern drawl anything (laughs) else we want to say about this movie guys Uh, how about hands in your pockets in your pockets in your pants watch the little turtle do the hoochie goochie dance (laughs) remember when that happened
1: yeah (laughs) what about um uh pack your bag baby because of this moment you are hired mired and fired
0: Hired and fired, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what does that mean? Like, I, I guess she was hired and, and then.
2: <laughs> I think like hired, disgraced, fired. <laughs> I think I'm putting that on my resume. <laughs> Any <laughs> employment gap? No,
0: like
1: <laughs> we. I I also have a question. Um, so like we I talked do feel about kind
0: of bad because I do think that some of the director choices that she's making
1: who did the adaptation huh what you, you
3: broke up there arjun i heard <laughs> something about direction and adaptation <laughs> all right we might have lost arjun for uh, a little bit uh, alicia what were you saying
1: um <clears throat> i was so so brooke fill us in on uh the part the, the rabbits part we were all yeah. mentally absent <laughs> where she goes into her past mm-hmm. um and I was confused by, so you know the scene where uh, before we know all that, when yeah, the doctor is talking and he's like, um, You're telling me she was malnourished as a kid? No, like, no malnourished kid grows up with tits this good, essentially. <laughs> and like, it, it also, that scene goes on for eternity. <laughs> um, Wait,
2: also- I. Real quick point, like Laura Dern is like the thinnest fucking yeah.
1: person. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about like obviously she's gorgeous, and I will like stand her till the end of time. Yeah, yeah. But, but like- why are we talking about like the voluptuosity of <laughs> of, of La- Laura Rose Rosebud Dern or whatever? I yeah.
0: But my Alicia, my question are you is, like- they weren't talking about one capacity in that
1: scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry to break it to you. But I'm confused because like <laughs> what what like what was she lying about her pat? or is the whole thing supposed to be like oh yeah she did have a traumatized like traumatizing childhood but it wasn't like just like poverty yeah. or like what people would normally think of as trauma it was like a different kind aka sexual abuse or like what I don't understand I
2: think I think the doctor was just trying to say like she doesn't come from the farm that she says that she comes from. Like trying to say that she was lying about her past or like where she comes from. Okay, I think
1: that
2: was it.
1: And she was lying. No, she was. No, from she the farm. wasn't
0: lying. She just, she just ate, ate a lot of rabbits. rabbits. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah. great. laughs> got
0: it's it. A, it's just the most absurd. Like, who <laughs> gives a shit that she ate four hundred rabbits? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Lucas Haas, because he's he is like he's got his head against the tree, and he's like four four hundred rabbits. <laughs> like, yeah, I love are you telling recipe?
0: me. <laughs> like, oh, that's why your tits are so big. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I've been looking at them this entire
1: time. <laughs> it's a Mystery. Oh, not oh. just looking. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh god.
3: Uh, how about oh, doll my baby? God. Do we want to talk about doll baby? Oh,
1: doll baby? doll
3: baby. Anybody get any strong impression? She's a snitch, I guess. We know that.
1: Yeah. I guess I thought that little girl was a good actress. Sure. <laughs> I, the little brother I wanted to kill. I hated him. <laughs> oh my god.
3: He was very like no, but he he was like a, he was annoying little brother too. To she like a yeah, T. accurate. Yeah, like he did what was asked. he understood understood the assignment assignment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) guys did this movie understand the assignment yes or no what was the assignment what what, that's the question (laughs) i think that yeah that is the question i
0: think
3: Uh, i think lucas haas understood the assignment
0: lucas (laughs) Haas understood the assignment the assignment was be as horny as you possibly can every time the camera is pointed at your face and And you nailed it
1: i got it (laughs) (laughs) i think laura dern was given a bad assignment um oh yeah (laughs) but Mm -hmm. she probably understood it um yeah
3: Oh, the I was looking at um, what what doll face or whatever her name, her character's name is, was in if she went on to act. She plays a character named Alicia in Independence Day.
1: Oh my! So. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the sister, uh, the like daughter of um, <clears throat> Randy Quaid.
3: Mm, I haven't and, seen that uh, movie in a long time. Her
1: brother is uh, Frank from Donnie Darko, I think. Oh
3: okay. She was also in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. so, uh, yeah, interesting. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, any anything else we should we should talk about in this movie? I I, I want to emphasize like. Dear listener, if you've made it this far, don't watch this movie, right? Because we all paid whatever it was, like $5.99 to buy this it. Film. We
2: all own it.
3: Rambling Rose. <laughs> yep. You can
2: watch it multiple times. <laughs>
3: What if uh, that's what if that's the podcast? Is we just watch this movie every week. For like it's a like year.
0: you know the you know the guy who's doing one minute of heat at a time and he's yeah. doing his podcast on each that's what we do with this. One minute of rambling around oh. in-depth analysis, an hour on each minute. I'm in it, you guys are. <laughs> yeah,
1: also, guys, I feel like we're the first ones to have purchased this film in years. I feel like yeah. some sensor went off somewhere, like someone <laughs> on a remote, like island is sitting in a computer eating like a bag of Lay's being like shit Ray like get, get over here like look what we got a blip.
0: Yes, I, I mean in your defense like of the 150 odd people that I follow on Letterboxd uh some of whom have watched thousands and thousands more movies than I have Jordane Searles is the only person on my Letterboxd. And her review is like
1: this. three question marks. <laughs>
0: so yeah I think you're right. I certainly think we're probably the first podcast ever to cover Rambling Rose is that fair to say yeah. we, we should do some digging on that
3: we're yeah I mean like if anybody ever watches this movie again so wait in, in the small circle of people that will ever watch this movie again and the small like subset within them who are interested in learning more and hearing more people talk about it and they are in podcasts they'll find us so yeah
1: Rambling Rose Nation, rise for sure. <laughs>
2: okay. wow
3: Brooke, you you really did. You picked oh. a winner. You picked a winner.
2: Archon's not obscure. I did it.
3: You 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 can act on your own accord, Brooke. Archon was not running the show
2: i of people please <laughs> yeah i could have done what the godfather that's what robert duval's in
3: yeah you could have done godfather you could have done uh network you could have done any number of like famed 70s movies
2: no apocalypse now
3: apocalypse now yeah
2: wait apocalypse now is a bad movie
0: right
3: what Oh, I, I I agree Hottest with you, Broke, a- but that's not a
0: super familiar thing, I don't think Whoa. it's like like really bad,
2: like a really bad movie. I'll ha- okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> we should have talked about Apocalypse now. Uh, we could we could have defended wow. its terribleness together. <laughs> terrible? You think yes! it's terrible? I, I yes! think the acting acting performances in that movie are all superb. I just think like especially compared to. Francis Ford's other work it, it is not a movie I enjoy watching very much I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean to not enjoy it yeah also wait I'm not I'm gonna shut up I've only seen like the first 15 minutes so.
0: <laughs> also Martin Sheen isn't good I don't it's, think
3: I I mean I can see not being on the film's wavelength uh, I've seen it twice and I definitely wasn't on the film's wavelength when I watched it as like a ninth grader trying to get into movies but there's so much to appreciate there you can't call it a terrible movie, like I, I mean, feel that's that's tough. Like there's craft behind that. Francis Ford Coppola spent like 200 million dollars in like the jungles of Vietnam to shoot that.
2: Just and animals were yes I it mean it's good. Maybe
0: maybe he should have spent some time like reading a book on uh colonizers relations with native people instead <laughs> of uh I
3: mean <laughs> throwing yeah. All of
0: his Oscars out of windows. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think that's a complicated movie and just like I enjoy watching it so much less than every other movie I've seen him make, but it's just like hard to, I don't know. Mm. I don't know.
3: It's probably definitely less, his like less enjoyable. The the source text also
0: like heart of darkness, not aged well in the past 300 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Well, I think that's rambling Rose. Uh, Brooke, did you want to give me the, the actor or filmmaker behind (laughs) rambling Rose that we're going to
2: yeah oh, to their I filmography? Pass, yeah do i pass it to you
3: you um, pass it to me and i get to pick the next movie while you guys talk about what you've been watching
2: okay i want to do diane Ladd. can we do her yeah i just i want to do her i feel like we can go in an interesting direction again so okay you hmm. take a look caleb all right do. who wants to talk about what they've been watching
1: um i'll go (laughs) okay we love that (laughs) (laughs) um i spent the weekend visiting my friend julia and um she had very bad back pain this weekend and so we watched a lot of movies and i just we basically just watched a bunch of movies that i've been trying to get her to watch Mm -hmm. um so we watched the handmaiden Mm -hmm. and stoker and silence of the lambs Mm -hmm. um and we also watched haunted mansion (laughs) which was actually my first time watching because when i was younger i i watched a lot of like inappropriate for my age films as a child because like my parents like wanted like if they wanted us to watch a movie they just showed it to us mm-hmm. um but my mom like banned all like all Eddie Murphy movies for oh some reason goodness. and I think it's literally just because she thought they were bad movies um <laughs> so I've I felt kind of robbed uh of a childhood in that sense and I'd only seen like parts of Haunted Mansion so I finally got that um that key experience for a <laughs> experience um I also did I talk about Birth last time? Um not sure. I watched okay. Birth and <laughs> I really liked it. Um Jonathan Glazer, I'd seen Under the Skin. I plan to watch Sexy Beast like soon, maybe this week. Um but I I loved it so much. I love the score. It's in Alexander Desplat score, but it sounds very John Adams, kind of reminds me of the John Adams um, pieces used in like Guadagnino, I Am Love especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performances were amazing. And I just think like the direction is so, it's such an interesting direction for like the, the premise. And I think, I, I tweeted about this, but I think I've like come to realize that my favorite types of movies are often ones that have like a thriller premise, but are directed with like this very patient, hand um that kind of paints it more as like a drama or like a very intimate sort of film. Um I watched the skin I live in because I want to see some more almodovar I'd only seen Pain and Glory from when I reviewed it and I loved it. But the Skin I Live In is fucking insane. It is like one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. It's on HBO Max. I don't know if I recommend a watch. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it but it's it's bonkers. Um but I guess it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And then I watched Iron Giant because I hadn't in a really long time. Um, and it wrecked me. I was bawling. Um and God, Bradbird is good at making movies. Pain. He yeah, that guy, that guy's pretty good <laughs> making movies. I mean, he did What's get, your what's your like, favorite
0: Bradbird?
3: Incredibles. Sorry, it's, yeah,
1: that's, it's
0: incredible. That's why I was asking Caleb cuz that- <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love listen I love I think Ghost Protocol is like a, a goddamn masterpiece, but um Incredibles to me is like a, an absolute flawless film. And they just don't make them like that anymore. Um and then I watched this and I also have been watching Cruel Summer, uh, the freeform series that's available on Hulu, (laughs) some teen fare. Uh, It's actually pretty good. It's like, it takes place between, it switches between like 1993, four, and five, or 1992, three, and four. And it's like a murder kind of teen mystery thing. It's cool. Um, not cool. It's not cool. It's fine. It's pretty good for what it is. Um, I feel like I watched some other stuff, but yeah. Oh, I watched everything except for the last 15 minutes of the last picture show because um I have been wanting to kind of I want to watch uh Bogdanovich's entire filmography and also Ashby, like in the Mm -hmm. next couple weeks is my aim. Um and Bogdanovich like has made some of my favorite movies of all time and like ones that I grew up with, but holy shit it's so depressing last picture show is so depressing um it's insane that this is the same guy who made what's up doc it's crazy it's like it's an amazing movie and all the performances are great and I think Sybil Shepard is fantastic and like it's it's a, a very feminist movie in my view and like um super fascinating in that way but I had to watch in like 10 minute increments so yeah it's a downer anyway also RIP Cloris Leachman great I think that's it.
0: Yay. <laughs> um, I, guess, I guess I can go. I, I don't think I watched any movies between this and Widows. I, I looked back at my letterbox, and I, I believe that's the first time that's happened since like 2018 for me. So not my hottest week, but I've been watching a lot of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, which probably has something to do with why I have it. Um, and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is still great, as always. <laughs> Nice. Got nothing more.
3: <laughs> Brooke, got something?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So I started to watch Star Wars because um, it was like their religious holiday or whatever on the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so I am respectful and I was like, yes, I will give it a try. Um, I consulted Twitter because I do not have a letter box (laughs) um uh, about like what order to go in because you know it's like they started with the fourth and then they like did five six and then like took it back to one or like I don't know I'm not really sure and I had seen the fourth and it like wasn't great and like I didn't really like it um but then I consulted multiple people Shout out to podcast listener, friend of Caleb Davidson Norris on Twitter.
3: He's the (laughs) the Star Wars expert.
2: Yeah. Yes. He suggested some some other friends suggested like start with like the ones that were gonna hook me the most. And then I just ignored what everyone said and I started with the prequels. Um and you know what? I'm like. I don't like it but like I'm into it like <laughs> I think it's a very specific like campy kind of vibe that like I don't understand anything that's happening and like I don't understand the plot points and it very much like every time they like start with a paragraph that's basically like a like I took one international politics class and it mm. like takes me back to that class every time <laughs> I start I'm like oh my i'm like what the fuck does trade routes mean and why are we taxing people and i'm like googling stuff and that was (laughs) the only class that was the only class at william and mary i will say that i got less than an a on and i am very upset about it i got a b plus and it was the worst class that i've ever taken so i'm not like in a good headspace when i start these movies i'm pretty upset (laughs) about my war flash
3: did we take that class together with ramon
2: I took it with like a man that looks like a vampire and mm. he purposely sabotaged the class. Let me talk about this. So we all did well on the first exam. I got like 100% on the first exam. And then he said, that was too easy. I'm going to make the next next exam impossible, which he did by asking us what we watched in that class. We watched um, Dr. Strangelove or how I learned to You Know love the bomb or whatever, which I loved. But a test... Or a question on the test was like, what was the nationality of the supporting actor in that movie? Like that was a question out of like weeks worth of material and I wanted to kill the man. But anyways, (laughs) I'm not not great at international politics and Star Wars is basically international politics with like creepy looking people. But I'm into the the it, prequels
3: I- are the prequels are that are like terrible yes. international pot. Like the <laughs> the taxation of trade routes to outlying star yeah. systems is in dispute. That shit sucks. Like the the opening crawl is <laughs> like disagree. Scrolling. Disagree.
0: Um, I, but- Phantom Menace is so good. Okay, <laughs> That's- okay, I- Arjun. All right, <laughs> Brooke, Brooke. what are your thoughts on midichlorians? So, <laughs>
2: yeah, they were like yeah. We have a DNA test for Jedi. Like but like I'm. I'm liking it because I'm like I feel like I'm joining like a club because I'm like oh and I'm doing a lot of googling and I'm like oh my gosh so like that's like Luke and Leia are like twins and this is how their parents get together and the guy that plays Anakin Annie which is a cute nickname in the second one he's like very hot but like very weird and like you can you Brooke can... Brick, you gotta see Little Italy What's Justice
0: for Aiden Christensen. Aiden
3: Christensen.
2: <laughs> um yeah, he has not aged well. I Googled. I mean, like he looks fine. He just looks like a man now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know, I'm I'm into it and I'm like excited to watch the next ones. Oh, real quick, everyone hates Jar Jar. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think he's kind of relatable. <laughs> like I like, might be him. And C-3PO are my top characters (laughs) thus far. Like, everyone just hates him, but I'm like, you know what? He's just a a little guy, like a (laughs) pretty, like, problematically Jamaican, like, Dobby. But I'm like, like he's okay. He's long for the ride. Um, I'm actually
0: 100% (laughs) with you, Brooke. Like, Jar Jar, Jar Jar Rocks. Despite being, like, a very culturally insensitive racial stereotype, he is, he is so cute and funny.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, so relatable. Like, oh, I love him. So anyways, I'm team Jar Jar, which I think there are like few of us. Um, but yeah, so I- I have
0: a little Jar Jar Binks action figure that I have from growing up and a uh, prize possession, I will say.
2: Yeah. How do you feel uh, about
0: Watto? <laughs> Another culturally <laughs> insensitive racial stereotype. <laughs> yeah.
1: All Brooke's favorite characters are- <laughs>
3: that's the thing about the prequels is they are like explicitly racially and culturally insensitive and yeah. it's just George Lucas getting to like have this little fun because he's like a billionaire
2: like, yes finally um yeah I'm like Natalie Portman keeps like switching out with like her handmaid and like
3: no also one also a famous tell. actress right
2: really I don't know but like no one can tell like there it's literally I I whatever but yeah, I'm really into it, so I'm excited to keep watching. Cause I've heard that like the prequels are the worst, and if I'm like this invested already, I'm like I'm ready to go. So I'm ready to become full, fully into it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I also started watching. Well, I watched the Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, Superman, DC Universe, because uh, I had not seen it before. He is very attractive. Um, that was all I gleaned from that movie. And then I watched I Am Legend because I was too scared to watch it as a child and not scared now. Didn't think it was that great. I thought it was like supposed to be really great, but I watched it and I was like, oh, not that great. Um, And then Kira I-
3: Knightley, by the way, that was that was the hint. Right,
2: really.
1: yeah. right.
3: That's yeah. so
2: weird. Yeah. What? I, well, I didn't even recognize her. She um, white makeup the white makeup really just is like it really throws everyone off um and then i just before this i watched ellen chanted which is amazing cinema. um yeah literally the peak of cinema love it so much but yeah guys i might be like a, a star wars wars <laughs> gr- girl now <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah.
1: you sound like one
2: <laughs> i just i just want to like i just want to join the love and like talk to people and i'm just like putting together all the pieces of like history that i that i missed so i don't know i'm just happy to jump into a world here um but yeah i still don't think they're good but like i'm happy to be
3: here (laughs) i do think you should read like go back and check out empire now that you're sort of invested in the world because empire does move a lot differently than than a new hope
2: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just making my way through. So I'm. Gonna, I'm starting at the beginning, making my way through. My good friend Maria, she is a Star Wars person. So I think I'm gonna like go through the series and watch each one with her because I did need like I needed like a person on site to watch it with mm. that I could text while watching it. So I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like I, I literally every time I watch them, I do not understand anything that happens plot wise. But like it's more like I'm just trying to pick up on like what the characters are doing and like how that interacts with like later things. So like I could not tell you the first one like oh my god and the, pe- the actors that are in this no one told me Liam Neeson like like just so many people were involved in this and I was like holy shit who are these people um oh the hairstyles oh wait okay I could talk about it for a long time but the hairstyles are horrific. Um everything's like pretty much bad and i love it. So that's it. That's me. Caleb, have you nice. decided on what we're watching?
3: I want I I, I want some consultation. Uh so
2: loud, i don't know.
3: I I think it needs to be cuz there's a couple <laughs> options. Uh I I have a I'll run through what i've seen real quick. I rewatched Coco love that shit i i makes me cry like every time makes me want to go and talk to my grandparents and just talk and talk and talk and learn everything about them uh great film watch that on c go to mayo uh (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we we had two two landmark holidays in the same same week, yeah, yeah. Celebrated them both with the uh, essential viewing, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, true. Uh, I rewatched like forty <laughs> minutes of Menk, uh, cause my eyes like at home and my dad. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> my dad has this like home theater setup with a really nice, uh, like it's surround sound. It's like the most ridiculous like nice like electronic reclining chairs that you can adjust like every little thing of it, and the TV has this like special um, I, Dolby vision like thing yeah. that Netflix has.
1: So did the movie look any better?
3: Yeah, it actually yeah. like looked better. And I'm not here to defend the movie as like, oh, you need to have the mo- like this expensive ass TV in order to truly appreciate <laughs> me. But it did look a lot better. Like it, it felt like it, it felt more genuine and like more like the all the things they did to make it feel more filmy felt more filmy rather than like fake to me um hmm. yeah so that's that's but I only watched the scenes with Amanda Seyfried in it. I just skipped around um
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? perfectly valid perfectly
3: fair <laughs> uh let's see from here to eternity I watched which is the 1953 best picture winner it's like a romantic drama stacked cast Burt Lancaster Montgomery Clift, Deborah Kerr Donna Reed Frank Sinatra um and then the guy who plays Cabby in um in Escape from New York so big cast uh, I really liked it it's a, it's a good drama um, the actors get to do a lot in it and then it turns into like Pearl Harbor all of a sudden um, which I don't I guess I should have seen coming because they're like ah oh, it's 1940 and we're in Hawaii or 1941 <laughs> or whatever and then I I just didn't see it coming then all of a sudden Pearl Harbor happens. so uh, that it, was fun.
1: <laughs> Josh Hartnett shows up
3: yeah. yeah it's it's just the michael bay movie uh yeah watch watched that with my mom uh for mother's day uh for also on mother's day i watched the departed with my dad <laughs> so we're the two extremes <laughs>
1: <laughs> something for her something for him <laughs> <laughs> exactly
3: um departed fucking rules is it the my letterboxd review i was like is it the, is this the greatest crime thriller of all time maybe maybe not maybe fuck yourself because Mark Wahlberg's line readings <laughs> in that movie are incredible. Uh, and then I watched Triple Frontier today. Um, then the Netflix sort of like semi-heist, semi-war movie, like military movie with Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal and Hanum, uh, uh, Charlie Hunnam, And then the guy who played the driver of uh, John Goodman in Inside Lewin Davis, like the really stoic like guy in the leather jacket. Um, yeah, the movie's fine. The heist part of it, I thought was great. And then it tries to be like really serious and moving and that just didn't work at all. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. So let me consult you guys. Is Arjun going to come back or is he is he dead?
1: Yeah, usually I feel like he texts. Us. Well, he's driving, right? He's driving, yeah. no. Really quick, can I I forgot two things I've been watching. One of them is Don't Columbo worry. because um, when I grew up, I feel like it was on a lot, but I saw it as like an annoying, boring thing that my mom would watch and I didn't fully appreciate it. I also didn't like, I loved Peter Falk at the time because I also grew up on The Great Race, which is a ridiculous movie. Um, but like I, I had seen him in all this and Princess Bride. I'd seen him in all this stuff, but I didn't like connect that it was him. And so I've seen like snippets of certain episodes, like the one with Cassavetes and like Blythe dinner and stuff. Um, But now I'm trying to work my way through like my mom's favorite episodes. And I also, guys, I started Dogville. I snapped you about this. I started Dogville. I was like, I have a lot of time tonight. You know what? I'm going to cross off a three hour long movie from my list. I got like the moment it started, I was like, oh, like this is what this is what this movie (laughs) is. And I was like, oh th- this is what it's like for the whole time I looked it up I was like is this what it's like for the whole movie and it was and I uh, 10 minutes in 10 minutes max I was like I can't do and I had I rented it and I just like rented another movie <laughs> and so Caleb if you've seen it I would love to know is it worth it
3: no no I oh, think it's thank a you. I think okay. it's a miserable miserable movie it, it was like a genuinely draining experience watching that movie. Um, you can like, I did a long letterbox review on it because I disliked it so much and wanted to get my like, you know, thoughts out on it. I think it's, it has nothing to say. And it thinks that it has everything to say. It thinks that it's like, ah, humans are the worst. And like, when given the opportunity we're all just gonna rape and backstab each other and like it's just a miserable miserable experience and i just got nothing out of it like i i think that the production design was really interesting yeah and i thought that it was executed very interestingly and i I, you know i i I got a lot out of it on a formal level i guess but in terms of just like, like the experience of watching it fucking miserable don't don't put yourself through it
1: okay yeah now that you i i think i like glimpsed your letterbox review um but like i was in the middle of watching it so i was like i'll give it a chance Uh, obviously i didn't give it a chance but yeah um yeah i think the production design is very interesting like i don't want to fucking look at it (laughs) Mm, mm. but um yeah also sorry i just really needed to get that out of my system i interrupted you please consult
3: so we have a couple different options right we have three sort of Rambling Rose-esque picks that I have uh, in terms of just like who would ever think to watch these. And then I have two that I genuinely would want to like revisit uh, or, or watch for the first time. So we'll start with the, with the weird ones. So there's this movie called Embryo, 1976. It's a horror sci-fi, it's free on Prime. A scientist doing experiments on a human fetus discovers a method to accelerate the fetus into a mature adult in just a few days. However, the adult fetus turns into a homicidal psycho. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not sure if she plays the psycho or if she's just like around in and around it. I'm not sure. So there's that option. Uh, That one's interesting. I like it. Second option, a real movie that I do want to watch at some point. Alice doesn't live here anymore. It's one Mm. of... uh, scorsese's first movies it's it's always heralded as like great and she's always heralded as having a great performance ellen burston is great in it apparently um and it's just a you know it's one of those movies that i'm always like oh i should watch that and it would be a good reason to watch it uh then the rebel rousers 1970 i don't even know if we can watch it i can't see any streaming link anywhere but it has uh bruce stern diane ladd jack nicholson and harry dean stanton uh, and Neil Burston, Ellen Burston's husband, uh, and it's a it's like a B movie, and I think that they are like confederates who want to like it's a, they're like a motorcycle gang, something about a pregnant girlfriend, and they collide with Mexican, uh, like oh, with many Spanish speakers at a U.S. coastal town. So I, I'm assuming that they were Mexican Spanish
1: speaker. I.
3: I don't know what this movie is, um, but it's there as an option. If we can find a way to stream it. Uh, real one would be Chinatown. And that one's like complicated, obviously, because of Roman Polanski, especially I I watched from your recommendation, uh, Alicia, I listened to like the You Must Remember This podcast. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's,
1: it's insanely good, it, like award worthy. It's amazing. Yes.
3: And the connections that the Manson family had in all the different oh my god it's crazy I listened to um to Dennis Wilson like the beach boy who housed them for a summer his like solo album yeah it's incredible it's an amazing album and it's like born out of like the heartbreak and like addiction and like shit that like some of that you can trace back to the Manson family and how much they exasperated him and Mm -hmm. how much of a crestfall it was for him to have like spent a summer with them when he realized like like who the fuck am i that i like got along with these people and had mm-hmm. sex with these people and like yeah crazy that, crazy. also
1: shit. speaking of that like i hate i hate myself for this but cease to exist the like the manson original that the beach boys ended up turning into um it i i love that song <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i occasionally put it on um yeah anyway <laughs> but i'm glad you listen sorry
2: I've
3: never uh, seen Chinatown. It's I mean, it is heralded as like a you know a fantastic neo noir. Jack Nicholson's apparently great. I mean, not apparently, I've seen it before, but I want to revisit. It. I saw it as like a eighth grader or something. Uh in you know, it's like about his sort of like paranoia and distrust mm-hmm. of Hollywood after his wife was murdered. And granted, like I don't want to like Polanski, piece of shit. Just, you know, like raped a child, like it should not, you know, I don't want to give him any more airtime or thought than like he deserves, but, uh, it would be an interesting, you know, thing to dive into. And I don't know when else we, we would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one kind of, a uh, a, a, a left curve or a whatever the wild angels, 1966. It's a Roger Corman movie, a Roger Corman directed movie uh it's like a motorcycle gang uh parties and wreaks havoc in palm springs uh and that's just that would be interesting it has nancy sinatra Bruce Stern, and it peter fonda's in it um it would be bogdanovich an in- bogdanovich is is involved screenwriter okay so
1: co-screenwriter Co-screen there-
3: There's a there's a couple different directions we could go to that. I'm I would be like very curious to just give Alicia the Roger Corman, like do with with that what you will. (laughs) Um
1: I am interested to see that. Like I also my my boss, like the reason that my boss started making films was because Roger Corman, he worked for Roger Corman, like Mm. scoring one of his movies, and he was like, You should make films. And my boss started making Uh films. So that's cool. But like, this is something that I have, it's like, not something people talk about as, you know, like masterpiece cinema, but it's like definitely very iconic and like aesthetically um, notable. So I'd be curious. The Wild Angels or just Roger Corman? Wild Angels. I mean, Uh, yeah. But, um, and I've also, I've never seen Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. I definitely want to see that at some point. I've seen Chinatown, um, I thought it was great, but I didn't enjoy it very much. <laughs> mm. But it would probably, I would probably benefit from a second watch. And then, um, Rebel Rousers looks absurd. <laughs> I like sure, whatever. And then, what was the first one? Embryo. Embryo. That sounds like I'm a serious version anyway. of Reanimator, or like <laughs> Splice or something. Well, Splice is a serious version of Splice, unfortunately. But any of these, for very different reasons
3: sure i'm leaning i'm leaning embryo and the wild bunch uh i mean i do i do really want to watch alice doesn't live here anymore but i also had a really fun time talking about a bad movie so (laughs) like that's another thing is this is this just gonna be bad movie after bad movie like that we that we talk about because then
2: we started with widows uh a really bad movie
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because then then the series is just like you know, it's a different series. It's it's. Let's look at the weird, like bad movies in these like good actors. You know, filmography.
1: Ooh, that's a that's a good premise too. Yeah,
3: do we I- change it again? <laughs> oh
1: my god! god.
3: <laughs> um, wait, um,
2: why do why do we think Embryo's gonna be bad? What it sounded like it could be
1: amazing.
3: <laughs> uh, I I. Mm. I think it's going to be a bad book. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like
1: it could be amazing in a very B-movie, like, yeah. kitsch way. Yeah, um, the yeah. best way. It could be great.
2: We don't know. Sure. Okay, well, my vote was for Embryo, or I do want to see Chinatown at some point. I think I was supposed to watch it for a class, and I did not. And so I was pretty lost in discussion on that day. So trying to, trying <clears throat> to rectify that wrong those are my votes but well, if, you want to choose caleb
3: ah uh, yeah if i did the rebel rousers i could give alicia jack nicholson and then she could go back to chinatown if she wanted but i, <laughs> I, I won't I, be, watch but it
2: can <laughs> we watch that movie though didn't you say like it wasn't available
3: hmm. uh that's a thing yeah i think rebel rousers is out i don't think that we can stream it anywhere Alicia, oh. do some quick research but i think i, <laughs> I think it's out uh
1: I think you can rent it on YouTube. Oh. oh interesting. I'm sorry, did I just like make this harder? Yeah.
3: Because well, that's also a tight, sweet hour 18.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, you you really love to hear it. Um hmm. God, this is tough. This is real tough. Uh hello, Caleb here. Just quickly interrupting myself in the pod while I'm editing because my i'm so indecisive and i i i was you know going between uh, embryo and the wild angels and and whatnot forever and and so i actually cut out like maybe 10 minutes of me deliberating live on pod about what i should do and so i recorded we recorded both like two two different way like of me choosing embryo or choosing the wild angels and i would decide when i was editing and I've decided to go with Alice doesn't live here anymore. Uh, because I, I can never, I can never make things easy. Can I, uh, so we're going to be watching Alice doesn't live here anymore. Um, next week on the pod following Diane Ladd's career and, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, everybody, thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, uh, brooke thank you for picking such a wonderful movie to talk about
1: yeah thanks oh, no. and i'll
3: just forever it will be tied to, to my amazon account so thank you <laughs> my debit card has a purchase on it that says rambling rose <laughs> uh, <laughs> um goodbye
0: rambling.